0: Hey guys, it's Jackie, founder of All Mama Care, and mama to a super kid. When my son was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia at 21 months old, not only did I feel my world was ending, but I was alone and scared. I made it my job to get my hands on every resource possible to become educated about his diagnosis. And I didn't know how I was gonna do it, but I was determined to become empowered and do everything possible to help my baby and my family thrive. Along the way, I've had the pleasure of connecting with some wonderful organizations and meeting some of the most caring and authentic people. This podcast is dedicated to supporting parents and families while their child is going through cancer treatment and beyond. I share with you all the resources that have played a major factor during this time in my family's life, and I'm so glad you're here with me. And now, let's get this episode started.
1: Like it's a gift, and treating every moment like it's a gift is more important now because I realize like how precious life is because it can be snatched away. So I, don't... Oh, I do
0: think about all you know everything that could happen, but I have to quiet that voice in my head and just continue to focus on the present and live like Ollie. So, this episode I was meaning to air last Sunday and I didn't get a chance to. It was crazy. Anyway, I'm really happy that I'm getting this out to you. I do apologize for the sound quality. Um, I have been trying to find out which program to use for recording, and um, I'm not a pro at this. I am just learning as I go. So, I do apologize for the audio. Ryan's a little far away from the microphone. Um, But I think we got the problem fixed, so thanks for tuning in. This week, my husband and son joined me on the podcast. Ryan and I discuss various topics from how we acknowledged and felt leading up to and surrounding Ollie's two-year diagnosis date. We share our experience of our first meeting with our financial advisor through an organization called Family Reach, and I talk about two resources that I'm using to help explain leukemia in kid-friendly terms. Also, stay tuned till the end for a special message. Welcome back to the All Mama Care Podcast. Tonight, we have a special guest with us. We have baby Leo, and he's staring at the screen, and we're going to see how long we can do this episode before he starts to get a little cranky. Ollie's in bed, and
1: Leo didn't want to take
0: a nap. Yeah, so we're just kind of rolling with it, and he's our special guest tonight.
1: He's a cute guest.
0: He is a very cute guest. <laughs> I can't believe he's going to be four months in two days. I know.
1: Yeah. It goes crazy. by quick. It, like, it's just so crazy. It's a blur. Well, yeah. those first couple of months, you're just yeah. so tired. You, I mean... I became an advocate of naps and never napped before having a second kid ever. Yeah. So I wouldn't be able to sleep at night but I'm just so exhausted now all the time. I know. That it's like if I don't nap.
0: I'm so tired all the time. (laughs) It doesn't help that my body doesn't agree with regular coffee. I have to have
1: decaf. I feel like with one I was never this tired. But you add the second one in. And now you have a second set of like needs. From another person, yeah, you know, it's crazy. Well, it's
0: tough because we're splitting duties. Like I have Leo and I'm nursing him, and then you have Ollie when he wakes up early in the morning. And... Yeah,
1: and then I work now. So now I'm back. Yeah. So that's been a challenge. Yeah.
0: So we're just trying to juggle everything. Um, we kind of have a short agenda tonight. I wanted to give you guys an update on three separate issues. One that we just celebrated Ollie's two year of his diagnosis. Um, that was back on February seventeenth, and we'll kind of talk about how we both dealt with those emotions surrounding that. We mm-hmm. dealt with them in a different way. We also had our first. say, meeting. like more like honored. We yeah. didn't really celebrate. Yeah. You know acknowledge, acknowledge. I think, like, as a culture... I didn't really celebrate. No, I think
1: as a I... culture, we say celebrate yeah. too much. Acknowledge. <laughs> celebrate means, like, Woo! No. You know?
0: I think you're right, right? Yeah, we
1: kind of acknowledged acknowledge the day. We, like, pay respect to the day because yeah. we know that, like, our life changed then. Always yeah. life changed then. So, you know, we acknowledge it, we respect the day, and then we move on. Yeah. Not, like, so, like, a celebration is, like, when we, like when he reached the end of, you know, um, frontline and started maintenance. Yeah. Like, okay. That's, that's like a celebration. Because you're like, yeah, we got a milestone, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how I looked at it, but
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah. Just like I, 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 people say celebrate so much. Like yeah. we all say it. Yeah. I said at the end, like when I was in class, I said, celebrate about something. And I was like, wait, we don't really celebrate that guys. I'm sorry. I said that. Yeah. Like you don't have to apologize. Mr. I was like, no, I mean, as an English teacher, like I should value the impact of words The precision more. of words. <laughs> like the impact of a word, that, you know, it, it can have such a deep reaching thing. And I, I realized saying it in that context was like weird, but we, we use things in a weird way sometimes. Yeah. Like as, as Americans, we say things that are interesting or strange that don't make any sense. You
0: know?
1: Yeah. So I see it more as a, an acknowledgement or, or paying a respect to the day because it did change our lives. I
0: know,
1: Leo. You what agree are you with me,
0: Leo? Huh? Make yeah. <laughs> so we also had our first meeting with the Family Reach uh, financial advisor this past week, and we'll talk a little bit about that. And then I'd like to talk a little bit about emotions surrounding end of treatment because that's coming up in April. Um, and then lastly, um, we've decided as a couple to start talking with Ollie using the terminology leukemia. Uh, we haven't, we've chosen not to use that word around him really. Just kind of like the more like medical words, like, okay, you know, to like you have to go get to be a drink and well, he's
1: stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I don't really think he would understand what leukemia right. means anyway. But you know we can. We're starting to try and explain it to him. Yeah. Like I, I told him that he had he had leukemia. He doesn't have it anymore. Right. Like that's right. I mean he doesn't really have right. it. Right. He's gone.
0: in remission. Yeah. yeah.
1: So um, I told him that he had, had leukemia. Um, and that's what had been making him sick when he was a baby. Yeah. And he said, well, he asked me, well, what did it do? And I said, well, it actually, it's when the cells in your blood get sick, and they make your blood sick. Yeah. You know, and he was like, oh, he but said, it's not anymore. He and said, and I, I like,
0: don't feel sick anymore. Yeah. And I was
1: like, no, it's not anymore. That's yeah. the good thing. Honey. That's why, you know, we're, we can celebrate, we can celebrate mm-hmm. those, those, those things saying like, yeah. it's not anymore. Right. You know, and, and, and I think that helped him.
0: Well, and it was such a great reminder, you know, I was there when he said that to you, that, you know, I don't feel sick anymore. And hey. Such a good reminder yeah. that you know kids really do live in the moment and they do. They're only focused on the moment that they're in. we yeah, were so- playing
1: Candyland when, when that was happening. I think we were in game number seven of Candyland that day when when he was when we we're talking about it. You know. So, oh, I
0: thought we were in our bedroom on the bed. No,
1: this was like the other day. Oh. You were asleep. I think you were with him asleep, and on. I was talking about it again with him. I think it was like yesterday morning and the morning before that. Yeah, we were playing Candyland. We we're already in our seventh game at like eight <laughs> 30 in the morning at
0: Candyland. And also, I've um, looked at a couple books, which I'll talk about. Well, two different resources that I am going to gravitate towards to kind of work with child life to explain to Ollie, you know, in kid-friendly terms, kind of everything that he went through. Because I just feel like now's an appropriate time, considering that like it's his end of treatment. I think it'll be good closure. Not only for me, but also just like for him in this phase, because now we're gonna start going just with checkups, just to check the blood and no more um, procedures. Right. Yeah.
1: I do have to agree with you on one thing: the room that we're recording this podcast in right now, with the door closed, gets very warm very fast.
0: It does. The playroom. We've, slash
1: we've, we've legit only been in here what, nine minutes now. Yeah. And I'm like baking I don't understand why it's so hot in this room. It's so (laughs) hot. I'm going to have to turn on the heat. All right.
0: So we wanted to kind of talk about grief um, in terms of when we acknowledge Ollie's two years of his diagnosis Mm. date. We both handled it very differently. Mm. Um, I felt very burnt out. I felt like the week leading up to that Mm. date, which was February 17th. Um, I felt really burnt out. I felt really low energy. I just felt like I was so tired with everything that we've been through. And I feel like a lot of it was built up in my head, but two things, number one, it was just like the wave of emotion leading up to that date and everything that that represented. Mm -hmm. I felt a little bit better when I like put out a post and explained to our tribe that follows our Facebook page, kind of what happened during that day and kind of journaled and, and it was just nice to get extra support from our community and Ryan was so nice to give me the time to just kind of like cry when I needed to and just kind of let those emotions all out because I think one thing that I don't know who said it to me but either it was the therapist or one of my friends that one of the other colleagues, you know Ollie was slated to have the three years of treatment, and now it's cut down to two. So it's almost like everything's shortened. And so my, in my mind, I take a long time to process things. So it kind of just hit me. And Ryan, on the other hand, it affected you differently. Um.
1: Yeah. I mean, I for me personally, I was just. Um. For me, I acknowledge that it's a. It was a bad day two years ago, but that it's not a bad day this year. You know, I. I look at the optimism that's come from now. You know, and what I mean by that is like the fact that, you know, he's alive and the fact that we've we've had these two years with him that if you were born in nineteen hundred you wouldn't have had. Yeah. Or People even the seventies. But what I mean is like in the nineteen hundreds they didn't even know what leukemia yeah. was, you know what I mean? And and so I I just feel like blessed that that Ollie got this treatment and that Ollie is with us, you know, and so I look at it as, as trying to turn the bad day into a positive now, which I've been trying to do with a lot more things in my life. Like, you know, going back to work and all these other things that, that, you know, are happening in life. I'm trying to be more optimistic now than I've ever been in my life because I just realized I need to, right? Yeah, yeah you got smiles.
0: I think more. that's one thing I value about our relationship is like, We're never really down at the same time. Like if I'm down, you kind of take over. And if you're down, then I kind of take over. And I think that that's really helped us get through
1: everything. Right. And I do think that another aspect of it for me is that for years, I think I was dealing with depression and anxiety and just pretending like it was okay or just pretending like I didn't need to get help for it. You know, now that I'm on medication for it, I feel a lot better on a day-to-day basis like you know I used to I I would tell you like I would wake up go to work and I would sit in my car at work and I would literally think about driving away I would sit there for like five minutes I would get there early I don't mean to laugh but no it's fine it's the thing I mean I would legit do that and now I don't do that I I'm not like I'm not like mister I love working you know like type a gotta go to work and do everything all the time but But now I I find the good parts of my job where I I didn't before, you know, like for years I didn't. And, And a lot of it had to do with like, I'm a night owl. My job in education is very early in the morning. I deal with a lot of behavioral management stuff as a high school teacher. There's a lot of stuff that I have to deal with from a bureaucratic level. There's a lot of things at my job, you know, that are very stressful. And so there were a lot of days I'd sit in that parking lot. And kind of stare off into space going, I could just start the car again and just drive or go home or do whatever I wanted to do. I don't have to go mm-hmm. in. But then the repercussion is you get fired or whatever, right? And you're letting people down. You're letting kids down. You're letting other teachers down. Well, and so, you're supporting us. Right. Yeah. Well, but this was before. This was like years before. Yeah. You know. Before we had Ollie? Uh, yeah. Like a lot more before we had Ollie. Because there was no, I, I, I would say like when we had Ollie, there was more of a quote unquote reason to have to go because I was supporting a family at that point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the reality is, is that there was just, it was just days where I was dealing with the depression and anxiety about it. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to get help. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, and then I, you know, what is it? Two years now, mm-hmm. a year and a half, uh, two years, right? Yeah. Two years ago, I started to get help for yeah. with okay. dealing with this. But more importantly, it helped me deal with other issues too. Well,
0: and not only that, and we don't have to get too far into it, but you physically started feeling ill. You physically, like your mental space was so cluttered that you you physically started feeling sick. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when you decided to seek some help. Kind of transitioning a little bit to financial help. We again had our first meeting with the Family Reach Financial Advisor, and it was really helpful. It was, he was very nice, totally understood the situation that we were in, in terms of, like, you know, having a Zoom call with a infant on my lap and Ollie at the kitchen table, and we, it wasn't... Ollie was
1: really good, though. Ollie was, was great. Headphones on, he was playing a game. So.
0: Yeah, and, like, you know, it really wasn't that bad. It wasn't that intimidating. He just sent us a spreadsheet. We kind of tracked, you know, ballparked, kind of, like, some of the expenses that we have and you just kind of talked about things that we can do to kind of cut down on some stuff or just try to fill in the gaps.
1: I think it really helped me super prepared and having that spreadsheet beforehand where we already input stuff. I felt like it would have been really overwhelming to sit down with Zoom and try to fill in everything on his list. You know what I mean? So I think it was more beneficial to have it all filled out. But I think the experience of it was really, I don't want to say easy, but like um, comfortable. Yeah, board.
0: it wasn't intimidating.
1: No, it was really comfortable to talk about finances with him and to kind of put ourselves out there. And I didn't feel, oh, it's okay. It's okay.
0: And um, so now we have another meeting with him and we're just going to kind of keep in touch with him. and. Yeah. And it's nice because I mentioned to him, you know, before we've worked with financial advisors and I kind of felt like we were just kind of, we had a great meeting at
1: first and then we we're kind of hung out to dry. and Not hung out to dry, but just like nothing really ever came of it after. Of it. it wasn't like they like didn't try to contact us or something. It was right. just that it didn't really feel like we had anywhere to go. Right. Whereas right now we're trying to to fix a deficit right? So because amazing. I'm
0: not working. Right. So
1: that's the thing. And you know, we're actually doing better than I thought we were when you actually looked at all the numbers and we, we went through it with him and kind of yeah. fixed stuff. It doesn't look as bad um, as I had thought, yeah. you know, cause I handle the finances and like I said, I deal with depression and anxiety. So like right. um, one of the things that can really be debilitating to people with depression, and anxiety is money. So handling the finances and seeing the money, leaving the accounts and stuff can be kind of scary. And, but to have reassurance from him that it's not as bad as you think and, you know, is there any way you can make this or this work or cut back on this? And there's things we can do. There's things that we can personally change and yeah. fix.
0: So, and it was encouraging that he said that because a lot of families that go through a cancer diagnosis, money is a stressor. Just even if you're not going through a cancer diagnosis, it's a stressor and it really can rip couples apart. Well, especially now during the pandemic. And so it was really, it was good to talk with him in that terms. And I think it just kind of gave us, like you said, right, like a better sense of like where everything's going.
1: Well, yeah. And also what we could do to possibly fix it if we do this or that or try to find some wiggle room in certain areas. So it's nice to have that um, kind of guidance.
0: Yep. And again, that was complimentary through the Family Reach foundation. Um, so if you haven't, take a listen to my latest episode with Andrea Inkidine. Um, She is the director of Family Impact over at Family Reach, and we talk all about it. Two other topics I wanted to talk about is emotions around end of treatment. So it's kind of a mixed bag for me. What's the, what's the other one? Oh, just like childlike. Oh, 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 okay. Up yeah. with Ollie about. Yeah, sorry.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, emotions around end of treatment. It's a mixed bag. I mean, I'm really happy because I really want him to be off that medicine that makes his belly upset all the time. And it's going to be a huge change just mentally, physically and just a humongous change, but it's all for the best. And again, like our team wouldn't
1: have put Ollie on this two year protocol if they didn't believe in it. Right. And I mean the reality is too, it's not like we're completely cut off. I mean for the first year we go back every month still anyways, which Mm -hmm. is what we're doing now. Right. It's more just like we don't have the steroid pulse anymore, Mm -hmm. um and he's not going in for treatment. You know, he'll eventually get his port out. Those things are like a big change obviously right. and we're not giving him nightly medicines anymore that kind of stuff but i mean i i have the again the, a more optimistic approach to it that i'm I'm excited that he's going to be you know off these drugs and he's done so well yeah. and that he can kind of get back to quote unquote normal life <laughs> we don't really know what that looks like anymore yeah. um but you know the hope that in the fall, he can maybe go to school, preschool, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, maybe we don't have to be as worried about everything because his immune system will start to come back, yeah. you know, and there's just there's a lot of things to think about on the positives, mm-hmm. you know, where he can kind of start, you know, developing a sense of, like, you know, social interactions more yeah. with other kids because we won't be we've so have been praying. living in a bubble, just like yeah, everybody just, else. Yeah, we've been just, living in a bubble even more so. Yeah, longer. We've been yeah. living in a bubble for almost, yeah. you know, Two almost three years. years. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, yeah, there's things that I am looking forward
0: to. And I'm definitely looking forward to his end of treatment. Again, for me, I know it just takes me a lot longer to process things because I do think about, all, you know, everything that could happen, but I have right. to quiet that voice in my head and just continue to focus on the present and live like Ollie, like just live in the now.
1: Right. For years I, I preached live, live for the day to my students and I wasn't really doing it of course because mm-hmm. your, yeah. your mind takes over but I'm trying to do it more so now and yeah. so I just realized that like every day really is a gift and so by, by thinking that way mm-hmm. and by choosing to live life that way lately it has made it a lot easier. Like I will be honest with you, I'm at the end of February vacation right now and like normally I would be super stressed, I'd be super anxious about going back to work, but I'm not really because like work is just a part of my day. It doesn't define my entire day. Like for a really long time I thought like work is like it ruins my whole day or whatever. And like but the reality was like I was having a good time at work sometimes Mm -hmm. and stuff. You know I mean it was just my my self my self indulgence of saying like I want more time for me. I want more time for me. I want more time for me And and thinking that the things I was doing weren't like Either important or impactful in some way, and 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 I think like treating every day like it's a gift and treating every moment like it's a gift is more important now because I realize like how precious life is because it can be snatched away so quickly. Oh yeah. You know, and so I think that going through this experience has really taught me that, and has really changed my perspective and my outlook on things, and I am really looking forward to it because i just want ollie to have those normal days again where he's not sick because he's taking a medicine or you know he doesn't have to tell me like my tummy doesn't feel good or you know any of those things you know and so like i'm encouraged by that but of course there's still a sense of fear obviously because whoever saw this coming in the first place right so i mean you know there's there's always a sense of fear of things in life but you can't live with the fear all the time is what i've been finding
0: you know? and there is so many things to look forward to that we have planned, even though right. we're still in the pandemic. Like we're still pl- making plans, you know, for our family, and and that's really exciting. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about is just um I'm I'm excited to start working with our child life specialist through PD Pals. If you've listened to the episode with Jill Alvarez, she is our spiritual coordinator. She works with PD Pal and they just hired a new child life specialist. So we are excited to start working with her and we are going to start using the books chemo to the rescue. And I'm also going to be using, uh, I draw childhood leukemia who, um, there's this guy, Oh, I can't remember his name. He's out of Australia. Um. Oh, jeez, I can't remember. Um. But he. Crocodile Dundee. No, he um. He has so a, whole bunch, a, so a whole bunch, a whole bunch of mini books, a <laughs> bunch of mini books that help to explain. Um, different cancers in kid-friendly terms. Even by,
1: like, mini books, like little, like, pocket books? For kids? Yeah. like, oh, that's cool. You
0: can print them off his website.
1: This is from Australia? Yeah. His... You make the books yourself, like, a little comic book kind You of
0: can. Thing? You can print them off. He even had an idea on his – I think it was on his Facebook page where he posted. He said, um, I'm encouraging everybody, even child life specialists, to just print off my books – like the pages in the printer and then laminate them and then tape them to the walls of the clinic rooms versus the kids looking through actual books and having to wipe everything down, which I thought was genius. Why why aren't we doing that? You know? So gosh, his name escapes me, but he, uh, he just, he's very talented. And um, his daughter went through treatment as well. So yeah, those are kind of the topics that I wanted Maybe. to update you guys on. Oh
1: yeah, what's the other book?
0: Well, I draw childhood leukemia. He has a whole bunch of books. What's the chemo? other one is Chemo to the Rescue.
1: Oh, is it by the same author? No, no. Oh oh
0: oh. No, I I'll have to look it up. Okay. Um, but I just ordered that off of Amazon. Oh. Yeah. All right. So that should be coming soon. Maybe tomorrow it should be coming. Okay. So I'm going to take a look through it. But I know that a lot of parents have used that. And again, I haven't used that yet just because Ollie was so young and I just didn't think it was really you know time but I feel like it's time now And again it's just a reference for him and for me too and I think you know as we transition to his end of treatment it's moving into the next chapter and it just makes sense yeah what do you think Leo do you have anything else to say
1: (laughs) he's getting a little fidgety now he's been really good though during this he's a really good baby he really is
0: And Ollie's really good with him.
1: Oh, he's a super sweet big he's brother.
0: He's such a good big brother. Whenever he cries, like Ollie will just start singing Twinkle Twinkle. It's
1: crazy because I was worried about jealousy because my mother tells me that when my sisters were born, I was a little jealous of the girls and uh, wanted their attention. I mean, I warmed up to the girls eventually, but not. I wasn't like Ollie. I didn't take to them right away. So I saw them as competition, probably.
0: Well, even tonight, like, Ollie went to bed, and we had the monitor on, and Leo started crying, and Ollie yelled, um,
1: mama, dada, is he okay? Well, no, he talked to the monitor, because he realizes now that the camera is, like, a a way to communicate with us, and he'll, like, actually zoom his face up to it, which is hilarious, he did it a couple times tonight. yeah. Um, and yeah, he was asking if Leo was okay. And I was like, oh, he's just crying because he's probably hungry, sweetie. Yeah. Go back to sleep. He was like, okay, just checking in. I need to make sure he's okay. And I was like, all right, Holly, love you, buddy. So, so sweet. sweet.
0: Oh, so, he's such a good kid. Yeah, he
1: really is a good kid. Yeah. He really, really is. Well,
0: <sighs> I think that's it. Yeah. So that's all that we wanted to talk about this week. Rye and Leo, thank you for joining us this week. Of course. And that's a wrap. <laughs> good night. Sweet dreams.
1: Oh, you don't have anything planned for next week?
0: Not yet. If you want to be a guest on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Let didn't me you know. see your interview on someone? Well, I'm trying to line up a couple interviews, but if you would like to be a guest on my podcast, send me a message.
1: Mm. Yeah, share your stories.
0: Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode. If something from this stuck with you, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to message me on Instagram or on Facebook and tell me what you thought. Join the private All Mama Care Facebook group to connect with me directly and other listeners across the globe. You can even send me a voicemail. Simply go to anchor.fm backslash All Mama Care Time backslash message. Wherever you're listening to this, take a screenshot. Tag me and a couple friends. You never know, it might be exactly what someone needs to hear today. The light within me honors the light within you.